and welcome back to the Technically Speaking podcast. I'm your co-host, Shafali. And I'm Sachin. And uh, today, we're going to do a little roundup of a few things that have been happening. In the last couple of weeks. In the last couple of weeks, yeah. Like Mobile Congress, some other stuff, like new vehicle from Tesla and whatnot, all kinds some of stuff. Some smartwatches. I guess we have a whole array of different things. Yeah. Mobile stuff, we talk about... Yeah, it's all kind of mobile stuff and cars. Mobile, entertainment, vehicle, whatever, whatever we're interested in. All right, so buckle in for the ride. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so start off with the Galaxy S10 and S10 Plus. All right. It's a really nice phone. Yeah. I like it a lot. And I'm not a Samsung person per se. Right. Well, at least I thought I wasn't. Right. Until I saw this. Right. And I was like, oh, that's pretty. <laughs> But right now, you're like an Android person because you just switched over to Pixel. Yeah, I'm a but, newly Android person. Yeah. You're right. But would you consider like switching to the S10? I honestly would, especially after seeing the S10. Yeah. In the past, I wouldn't have. And that was mainly because I wasn't a huge fan of their OS. Mm. Um, but now it's kind of developed a little more. Yeah, so they've, they've improved it much. Like, it used to be called TouchWiz, and now it's and then it's called Samsung Experience. That's what they call their skin on top of android but now it's just called one ui and it's given like a whole overhaul yeah i quite like it now yeah i would very much consider it especially the phone is amazing i actually really like what samsung has kind of been promoting in the last little while i think what is their slogan do what you can do what you can i love that their commercials have been really good lately they're like the messaging has been great just overall they've been doing a good job lately i think right so Galaxy S10, S10 Plus, and S10e, they're available now. Um, they What do they retail for? So the S10e starts at 1019 Canadian. Oof. And if you want to go all the way up to S10 Plus, one terabyte version, it comes in like ceramic black or ceramic white, that's $2,209. Mmm, that's a lot. Yeah. Is it because just for the ceramic, or do you think it's for the, the capacity? Both. All right. I mean, like, if you don't want the ceramic, the most expensive one, you can get the 120 gig. Um, but, like, you can also put in a micro SD card slot, so it's, it's up to you. If you don't want to have to deal with a micro SD, then get, like, a bigger can, or, or then you can get a smaller size. I guess it's up to personal preference, and it's good that they have so many options. Yeah. And which then is nice. when they did their announcement in February, they also announced the Galaxy Fold, which is their first foldable phone. Mm-hmm. And that looks really nice. So it has a 4.6-inch screen when it's folded, and then you fold it out to a 7.3-inch Infinity Flex screen. And so you can get, like, huge, like, like everything on, like, a big screen. It's like a mini tablet type of thing. It's nice. Yeah. And you can have, like, three apps open at once. And then, say if you have it folded and then you open it up, then it will automatically continue and whatnot. So, it'll be interesting with the only one. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Huawei announced a Mate X foldable phone. And, like, it's just, like, they kind of fold outwards instead of inwards, like the Samsung one. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit interesting how it was inwards. It's, like, so, when looking at that photo right now, so, there's, like, the... The humongous screen is yeah. inwards, like you'd fold it like a book, right? Yeah. Um, but then on the outside... Um, there's a screen. There is still a screen. So technically, in a way, there's kind of three screens. Yeah. Two of them can make up one. Exactly. Um, on the inside. But with the Huawei, it's kind of like... They're all on the outside, and it's actually properly... It's like the so, outside of the yeah. cover of the book. Yes, basically. 
A lot of screen space. A lot of fingerprint action. I'm actually really curious to see how screen protectors are going to work. If there's even going to be... Like, I know there probably will be glass screen protectors, but, like, the technology that's going to be needed to make them bend and not be able to snap Mm. and all that stuff. So, the Galaxy Fold will be available end of April in the U.S. It will be coming to Canada, um, and it will start at uh, $1,980 U.S. Hmm. For the Galaxy Fold. No Canadian pricing has been announced, but, like, that's close to, like, 2,600 Canadian. That's... Ooh. That's a lot. That's but, a like, dent in the in the wallet. Yeah, but that's, like, it's, it's a first-time product, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to consider that. I'm curious to see how it, all, how it plays out. Yeah. If we get to play with it a little bit. Yeah. Um, what else was there? I think there was a Galaxy Watch. Oh, yeah, Galaxy Watch Active. So it basically it's kind of a successor to the Gear Sport, but like it doesn't have that rotating bezel anymore. Yeah. So from what I've heard, it's or what I've seen in terms of like videos and stuff, it still has that same kind of motion, like it's still the circular, but you would use your finger instead. And like I know that the Samsung um, watch before it, the smartwatch, mm. um, it had the bezel that you would turn, and a lot of people really liked it. And it was yeah. also very synonymous with the Samsung because no other smartwatch exactly. really had like, that. Exactly. Like I have a Gear S3 Frontier, and I love using the bezel instead of the touch screen because mm-hmm. like, you can still see stuff on the screen and whatnot. Yeah. And then you scroll and whatnot, and then you can tap the screen to do something and whatnot. Personally, for me, like I never had that Gear Watch. I actually. Like, I don't think that if you haven't had one before, it might not bother you as much. Yeah. I really like how sleek and thin it is. People say it's very lightweight. Even the watch straps are really good. They're very, like, soft. And especially, I think it only comes in one size. But I think for, especially with uh, females who have kind of smaller wrists, it won't be that overpowering. Like, you know, sometimes you have something really clunky. Yeah. It's just very frustrating. You feel it on your wrist and it bothers you a little bit. Yeah. So it has a 1.1-inch Super AMOLED display powered by a Samsung Exynos dual-core processor, 768 megabytes of RAM with 4 gigs of internal storage, IP68 water-resistant up to 5 atmospheres, or 50 meters. It's running like uh, Samsung's Tizen Wearable West 4.0, and it comes in silver, black, rose gold, and sea green. The sea green is kind of like a now, and it starts at... Uh, or it costs three hundred dollars Canadian or two hundred US. Not bad. Yeah, not, not too bad. bad compared to like the Galaxy, like the regular Galaxy Watch that starts at four twenty Canadian for the small one or four sixty or four seventy for the bigger one. What do you think is the major difference between the two watches, like the new one and the it, the previous one? What do you mean? Like for example, yes, you see a, a product difference of like a hundred. Uh, what was it, 120? Mm. Uh, 100 dollars. So I understand that it's thinner, it's lighter. Um, but does it have anything extra that the other, the older one doesn't have? Um, I mean, there's a lot, like, a lot of like more fitness. It's more fitness focused. Galaxy Watch Active. So like, there's more activity tracking and whatnot. Um, I think like, some kind of they said blood pressure measuring, but it's not a guarantee. It's still in beta. Mm. I know that. Um, I guess you're right. Yeah, it's very fitness focused yeah. compared to the other ones, which is more smartwatch, um, the basic smartwatch. Exactly. Okay, cool. I'm not a huge fan that I think I read um, Lauren Good's article at a Wired.com. Um, she reviewed this product and she had said that the like it's a good product. The only thing is the battery life is not the greatest. 
She said she got a little under two days. Me personally, that's one of the major things that hold me back from even getting a smartwatch at all. Not necessarily even a fit like a fitness one, just a smartwatch. I don't want to have to charge it every day or every other day. Like I have a Fitbit Alta, and I really liked only having to charge it like once a week, every once every five days. Right. Granted, there is less stuff on it, which I'm okay with. Like I don't get as many phone notifications, stuff like that. Exactly. I feel like with my Gear S3, I get about three four days. That's really good. Yeah, but like it's it's bigger and also like bigger battery. That's the That's other thing true. you gotta um, take into account. Like if you were to buy the smaller. Um, Galaxy Watch. Yeah. Um, you can get up to like three days of battery life, but it also see the small Galaxy Watch has a three hundred milliamp hour battery mm-hmm. compared to two hundred and thirty in the Galaxy Watch Active. Okay. So there's a like seventy like big difference. So you can get if you want a bit more battery life, get like the Galaxy Watch. The small one or the bigger one. Then you end up foregoing how like heavy and big the actual smartwatch is. Yeah. So there's like trade-offs. I get exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Comes to personal preference, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. So then also in the last week, Tesla announced their Model Y SUV. Ooh, this is a nice car. Yeah. From the photos that I saw. I mean, I didn't stay up till 11 o'clock to watch mm. the announcement. Yeah, but it was only like an hour long. <laughs> yeah, you told me about this Sally, with the entire hour. Yeah, tell us about it. So they were the basically Elon Musk was on stage and whatnot. He went through like the the, the company's history mm-hmm. whatnot. How they started off with the first Roadster in two thousand eight, and then they're into the Model S, and then uh, Model X, and then Model Three, and then they finally revealed the Model. Uh, y at the very end and mm-hmm. it was like a, a minute long they showed it and they're like oh the end of live stream that's it like that's all folks good night yeah so model <laughs> y it's like it's an suv so or a crossover suv mm-hmm. it's based on these model three so like okay it's, it's a higher up so you can get but it's still it, a sedan right yeah like a panoramic roof and like more storage space and whatnot so not as much of a sports car but like a regular car yeah little more geared towards kind of everyday people. I mean, it's it's a small SUV is what it is. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't know that they were marketing it as an SUV. Or a mid-sized SUV. Based on the photos, I thought it was actually just a car. Yeah, that's right. Like, it's based on the Model 3. So it looks kind of like a Model 3, but, like, it's still marketing as an SUV. Okay. So you can get it. It comes with five seats. You can get it up with seven, uh, two extra seats, seven passengers. Mm -hmm. Um... Panner glass roof, 1.6 cubic feet or 66 cubic feet of storage. Um, there's like the same kind of touchscreen interface that, that's featured in the Model 3. Um, it's also compatible with uh, Tesla's supercharger network, including their new V3 superchargers, which can charge up to, you can get up to like six. Um, there's a couple different like models you can choose from for the Model Y. Mm-hmm. So the standard one gets 370 kilometers of range or 230 miles. Um, and it starts at uh, 52,000 Canadian and 39,000 US. And that's kind of coming in spring 2021. Mm-hmm. And then re- the rear-wheel drive long-range Model Y gets 483 kilometers of range or 300 miles. Um, 
and starts at 57,000 Canadian and or 47 US and that will come in fall 2020. Mm. Um, if you want the dual motor all-wheel drive long-range model which has a range of 450 kilometers or 280 miles that starts in fall 2020 and then performance will, performance model Y 451 kilometers of range, 280 miles of range, um, starts at 74,000 Canadian or 60,000 US and also comes in 2020. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you can put you can like put a deposit down of like it's like three thousand dollar deposit if you want it. Okay, yeah, 2021. It's not too far away. Well, if you want the standard range, but if you want a longer longer range one, you um you only have to wait like a uh, a year and a half because yeah. that comes end of next year. Not bad. Yeah. It's really nice, actually. I like it. Yeah. And one of the other electric vehicles that was announced was the Polestar 2. Ooh. Okay. So the Polestar 2, a Polestar is basically Volvo's sub-brand. Basically, before before that, they were making just performance versions of Volvo's vehicles. So, like, you would have a Volvo, whatever, S60 Polestar edition type of thing. Um, and so then a couple years ago, Volvo decided to change up how, uh, they wanted to market the Polestar 2, mm-hmm. um, basically more tailored towards just making electric performance vehicles going after Tesla, basically. Yeah. Um, so they just announced the Polestar 2 the vehicle. It has 200, ele- two electric motors, a 78 kilowatt battery with a range of up to 500 kilometers. Um, you can get an all, all elect, all wheel drive electric version, um, all wheel drive electric powertrain, which produces 300 kilowatts of power, mm-hmm. which is equivalent of 408 horsepower. Yeah. Um, and it, um, it's running, um, Volvo Census infotainment system, but this one's the new one is based fully on Android. So you get stuff like Google services like Google Assistant, Google Maps, Google Play Store, and whatnot. Ooh, very Android friendly. I like yeah. that. So this was the first vehicle to have that sort of stuff, and that kind of Census infotainment will come to other Volvos and whatnot. Um, so you can uh, pre-order the Polestar Two right now. Mm-hmm. It will begin. Production is supposed to begin next year, early 2020. Yeah. Um, for both left hand and right hand drive, um, it starts at uh, 69,000 Canadian or 63 US, 60,000 US. That's for the launch edition. The cheap, the standard one will cost uh, much less, around 45,000 US. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that won't be coming till 2021. So if you want like the launch edition, you you can get you can like pre-order that now, putting customize and put a deposit down and whatnot. Or if you want to wait and buy the cheaper one, you have to wait a bit longer. Fair enough. All right, that looks pretty good. Yeah, it's like a pretty comparable competitor to it. They yeah, give them a run for their money. I think exactly. Everyone's trying to give Tesla a run for their money. Like just recently, Jaguar released the. A Jaguar I-Pace, mm-hmm. which is basically their answer to the Model X and whatnot. It's all-electric SUV and whatnot. Um, so yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah. 
a lot of car stuff, especially, um, we actually went to the Canadian Auto Show, um, a couple weeks ago, and I really liked that so many companies were very committed to, um, like, green energy or, like, kind of electric cars. Mm. Um, a lot of manufacturers that were there, uh, they gave presentations, and people were talking about how committed they are. We, they were kind of giving out numbers, oh, by this year that we're going to have uh, full electric cars or we're going to have new fleets, we're going to have hybrids. I really liked that people were forward thinking about it and not just kind of, oh, this is what we've always done, this is what we're going to EQC um, SUV, which was really nice. That's that was coming, such a nice car, coming yeah. at the end of this year or, or next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Cadillac gave a good presentation. I think they're also... Yeah, they're going to make more electric vehicles and whatnot. Um, and then Volvo is also doing some stuff, right? Yeah, Volvo is. Is it also is it beside the Polestar, or that is what they're? No, so Volvo is going to like offer like all electric or plug-in hybrid versions of their existing models. Oh, so they're going to do hybrids, and then are they eventually going to go to electric, or they're just going to offer both? They're going to offer both. That's really good. I like so how gonna, they have like, options. Because basically, plug-in hybrid it still has a kind of gas engine in it, mm-hmm. but it has also electric battery. Because hybrids already have a battery in it. Yeah. That's like, like that's why it's called hybrid, because you're using partially gas engine, partially electric power and whatnot. But just the plug-in hybrid adds that, like, it's a bigger battery, lithium-ion battery or whatever, plus the gas engine. So, like, the old Chevy Volt would be considered a plug-in hybrid, even though they marketed it as, like, just electric vehicle. But that's not all electric. Okay. But, okay, so my question is, when you have a hybrid, yeah. right? So, like, let's say, for example, the Volvo ones, because I actually really like Volvos. Yeah. So, if I was to have a Volvo SUV and it was a hybrid... Um, like, how big would my gas tank be? And would it, like, would I rely on the gas first and then the electric kicks in? Or the electric is what you rely on first and then as a backup you have a little bit of gas? Um, it would depend on how they, like, configure it or whatnot. Um, like, in stuff like the Toyota Prius, um, you can, like, depending on the drive mode and whatnot, you can be like, oh, you want to just drive on, like, just electric power only. Mm-hmm. and whatnot that type of thing and like i think the if you use the gas engine it'll kind of recharge the battery and whatnot so it just depends on what the um manufacturer wants to do and whatnot so okay. interesting cool stuff so yeah was there anything else i think that's about it yeah a little bit of a shorter episode this this week yeah but that's all right yeah. there was a lot that happened and there's a lot of upcoming stuff in the next couple weeks too yeah um so we will keep you uh up to date on that in our next episode i think we have some there's gonna be some exciting announcements Mm. there's probably gonna be some upcoming events Mm. um so i think it should be good yeah so thank you everyone for listening to our episode and as always um please subscribe rate and comment it really helps us out um if you're interested in, in following us on twitter our Twitter handle for the Technically Speaking podcast is at Techie Podcasts. My handle is at Shafali Bahali with two eyes. And mine is at Sachin Bahal. It'll be everything will, you need to know will be in the description. So, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.